Wow, here we are again, our midweek Bible study, and I'm just excited about it. Show miss y'all. I know you're praying for me and I'm praying for you and believe in God that we're going to be able to get back together here real soon. Hope you also are reaching out to others and calling them and praying with them and ministering to each other. Thank God for all my life group leaders and power group leaders for all that you're doing to be able to help make a difference in people's lives during this time. Look with me in your Bible to the book of Proverbs uh, 18.21, Proverbs 18.21. And this is my foundational scripture. I've been teaching a series of messages and for time's sake, I won't go through all of it, but we dealt with attitude and we dealt with the area of limitations and dealt with the area of uh, planning and was one of the other ones. And I've been dealing with uh, different points that help you to live an overcoming life. To live an overcoming life takes more than just being uh, born again. There's things that I need to do or work on me about. So I've dealt with many different aspects of this. You need to get the series, but I'm telling you, this is a tremendous series that's going to change your life forever and anybody else that you uh, are get the chance to listen to it. So right now, text somebody, uh, call them, uh, share this, um, you know, do something to put a like, let somebody know that you need to, you need to, you need to get connected with us and be a part of it. So make it happen, encourage somebody else. And uh, we love for you to be uh, connected with us. So look with me in the book of Proverbs 18:21, And this is a, a uh, a familiar scripture, and I tell people never let a familiar scripture be familiar because you won't get the revelation that God has for you. Look what it says in Proverbs 18:21. Uh, it says, "Death and life are in the power of the tongue." I want to emphasize that one more more time. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Right. The, the the death and life in the power of the tongue. I think that some people get a revelation and then they let the revelation get away from them because they start reverting backwards. You know, the Bible says, be, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I'm wondering if some people start, minds start being unrenewed because they don't stay on it. So then they, they had a revelation of a truth and then they end up allowing that truth to slip back and they started going backwards to something that they know that they shouldn't be doing. And one of the most powerful truths that you need to understand that what's coming out of your mouth, watch this here, is affecting your life. What's coming out of your mouth is affecting your life, either positive or negative. It's affecting your life. So you need to take some ownership for what you're saying. So let me go through this here out of the Eastern Revived Version says, the tongue can speak words that bring life or death. The tongue can speak words that life or death. Those who love to talk must be ready to accept what it brings. Woo! What it brings. When you say things that you are not allowing the enemy to have place in, I'm telling you, you need to understand. You must be said, those who love to talk, which I'm talking to you because I know you do. They said, love to talk, must be ready to accept what it brings. When you say negative things or anything along that line, you know, we've been dealing with this uh, coronavirus. We're dealing with 
people losing jobs and all that kind of stuff. But I would never say, oh, I think I'm gonna get it, you know, or say anything that would invite the enemy to come in and attack me. Or, you know, I, I, might, I, uh, I might lose my job or anything that is going to give the enemy some cretins in your life. I declare that you and I walk in divine health. I declare no weapon formed against us shall prosper. I declare that we walk in the wisdom of God. So we wear our masks, we, we sanitize, we social distance, we do what we're supposed to do and then give God a chance to do what he's supposed to do or what he has already done for us. So death and life are not in the circumstances. I brought this out last time. Death and life are not in the circumstances. Death and life is in what you say about the circumstance, about what you say about the circumstance. Listen to me, death and life is not out there with all the other stuff with the coronavirus, it's but what I'm saying about the circumstance is where death and life is really happening. Oh, if I got it, I know I'd die. No, no, you don't say that. No, that's not a part. I'm just saying, I'm believing I'm walking in it, health and well, all the days of my life that uh, no pestilence will be able to prevail against me according to Psalms 91. Amen. Angels encamp around about me. Blood is covering me. But I would never say, oh, you know, I'm going to probably get it and die. Or, you know, <clears throat> you know, so-and-so got it and they die. All that kind of stuff. You can't, you got to watch what you say with your mouth. Don't listen to what the news media people or prevailing and trying to put fear into you. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by the power of the word of God. So we need to understand that we need to speak the word. The NCV um, uh, uh, says, what you say can mean life or death. Translation, NCV uh, says, what you say can mean life or death. Those who speak with care will be rewarded. Those who speak with care will be rewarded. God help us to speak words with care. That the reward of our being cautious of what we say will not open the door uh, to anything but good for us versus something negative. So. Uh, I just brought out quite a few different things concerning that last time. I gave you about seven, seven points. I'm not going to go back over those seven points. But I want you to look with me in Matthew, uh, Matthew the 12th chapter and verse 15, verse 37. Matthew 12 and verse 37. Because I put this down that by your words. I want you to see what it says in Matthew uh, 12 and verse uh, 57. And the, I'm reading out the King James Version, and then I'm going to pick up uh, also out of the, uh, another translation. It says, for by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. woo -hoo! That's pretty close almost to uh, Proverbs 18, 21. By your words you shall be either justified, or by your words you're going to be condemned. So I can't be mad at what's going on in my life when my words are incorrect and my words are hurting me more. 
Well, you know, I'm probably going to die when I'm a little younger. You know, my mama died young, my daddy died young, everybody. But, oh, I'm probably going to get cancer because everybody else got cancer. Or, you know, I'm never going to be anything because of this. You know, people just, that, they just love to say negative stuff. And you got to be careful that when you're around people who don't understand <clears throat> what the word says about it and, what, and getting this revelation, you got to be careful that you don't allow people who don't understand what you're saying to influence you to say something contrary to what you know you should be saying because they don't have the revelation. Because if you allow them to influence you, then you're going to be just as dead and know nothing and have nothing and never be anything because they don't have anything because they don't have a, a revelation. Somebody said, why are you not talking? Because I ain't got nothing to say. I don't have nothing to say. I ain't going to say nothing that's going to hurt me. I'm not going to say something that's going to hurt this situation. So look with me also in the same one. I got um, uh, GNB translation. And it says, um, it says, your words will be used to judge you. You declare uh, you either are innocent or guilty by your words. You decide, declare by your words if you're innocent or guilty. So I, I, I want you to, I made this statement about confession. And a lot of people don't like the word confession. They'd rather use affirmation or some other kind of word along that line, which is fine with me. But the Bible says that we need to be hold fast to our confession of faith. Our confession should be of faith. But here it says here, I put here, that confession is, makes a statement in agreement with God's word. Confession makes a statement in agreement with God's word. And look what it then put down here, in agreement with God's word, based upon the subject of your faith. It's not a future statement, it is a now statement. It is a now statement that I believe that by now, by his stripes, I'm healed. That he sent his word and healed me now. Not a future thing or my God supplies all my needs now, not in the future. See, I've got it. My statement is now. It's a now statement of faith. And when you understand this here, you be making some statements out there, crazy statement about something way out in the future. Then you're mad because it doesn't happen because you're making. See, faith takes it now. Faith is now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is. My faith is saying and speaking to my situation now. I have it now. Amen. I have it now. I'm, I'm healed now. I'm delivered now. I, I receive my breakthrough now. Uh, this year is a year of supernatural manifestations with an underlying statement is your time. Well, it is my time. It's my time for my financial breakthrough, for my financial increase. It's my time for my spouse. If you believe in for a spouse, it's my time to receive my, my house or it's my time to receive my car. I'm not believing for it in the future. I'm believing for it that I have it now. Right. Now, I can't just sit around and say something without doing something. Like I told one person, they said, well, I sort of like this person and I'm sort of looking at them. I said, well, then go and say something to them. Faith, faith is acting. Faith is doing something. But faith without works is dead. If I believe I'm going to get a car, 
then I'm going to start at least looking at cars. I'm going to go out to some car dealership. Now, it ain't going to hurt you nothing to walk around and look at them. Right. And man, you never know what God's going to do. Right. <coughs> or houses or a person. Amen. Uh, amen. Okay, I can tell y'all excited about what I'm saying. Okay. Now look with me in your Bible to Hebrews 10.23. Hebrews 10.23, which makes another statement here. And uh, he Hebrews 10.23 says, let us hold fast. Let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering. It says, for he is faithful that promise. Woo, I like that. Mm, mm, mm. Look what it says here. So let us uh, go, go back, go back, stay, stay there in verse 23. And it says, so let us hold fast, hold fast to the confession of our faith. In other words, I, I, I say this here, I got this. And this is my life right here. I got to hold on to this. Say, this is uh, uh, whatever the case is. This is my blessing. I'm holding fast to this. I'm not going to let it go because if I let it go, I lose what I'm believing for. So let us hold fast to it. It might be shaken. You might be going to, but let us hold fast to the confession of our faith. I believe that by his stripes I'm healed. I believe that my marriage is getting better. I believe that my children are getting better. Not in the future now. There's a turnaround with my children now or my spouse or my job or whatever it is. It's got to believe now. So then let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering. Oh, see, now I got to go and do something else. <clears throat> hold your finger there. Go with me to James real quickly. James 1 and uh, I'm going to go with verse 7. James 1 and 7. I'm coming back to Hebrews. I'm coming back. Well, we need to go to Hebrew, to James 1 and 7 real quickly. James 1 and says, so let us not, it said, let not that man thinketh that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Who? All right, go, to, go up to verse 6. Let me go back to verse 6. Go up to verse 6. Look, look, what, it's, look what we got to understand. Look what it says. But let him ask in faith. Let him ask in faith. Let him stand in faith. Believe in faith. And faith, nothing wavering. So you need to underline that. Nothing wavering or being wavery. Remember Hebrews says, uh, hold fast to the confession of faith without wavering. Here we go again. You know, I, I like to fish. And uh, one of the things that I don't like to do is go fishing in the wind. <laughs> because the, the wind had the boat going up and down, going all kind of ways. And I don't like it. So when it's windy, I ain't getting out on that water. I'm not going to deal with it. And that's the same way because you're not, you're, you're, you're hindering where you want to go and stuff because you can't go as fast. You can't maybe not even make it. It's dependent on the wind. So you're up and down. And it says, it says let us hold fast to the, uh, to, it says, so let him ask in faith without wavering for he that wavereth, she that wavereth is <laughs> like a wave that is driven uh, a sea that is driven with the winds and tossed right. back and forth. That's terrible. It's a terrible place to be in. I'm telling you, I've been there and it's been, it's terrible to be there. And God said that you need to ask in faith and not being wavering because if you're waving, you're like that being in the sea or in the lake with all that and your boat's going all kind of ways because you can't control it because the wind. So look what it says in verse 7. It says, so let not, let not that man, let that woman, that 
he shall receive anything of the Lord. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is too much. See, because now all of a sudden I'm saying uh, I want God to do something. I don't know why God ain't did nothing. I prayed and asked God to do this here. And I asked God and God. And then let me, I, I can go off. I'm going to go off just for a minute. I'm, don't get mad at me. But the question is, what have you been doing for God? Okay, now if you've been doing for God, then now if you're doing what you know you're supposed to be doing, and listen to me, and I can get off on that, but if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, then listen to me, the next thing then, you better start watching what you're saying. Because I'm telling you, what you're saying is holding back what God is doing, and now you're wavering and you're, you're, you're being tossed to and fro because you're not asking in faith, you, you're asking in hope. Or you asking and, and wishing, or you are begging God, but you ain't believing God by faith and just saying it is a done deal right now. That's why he says, now, now, look what it says here. Uh, because a double-minded man, verse 8 says, a double-minded man, a double-minded woman is unstable in all their ways. So I can't ask and believe God. Faith believes it receives it now. I have it now. No, not later on, not, not in the future, in the by and by. No, I have it now. Somebody said, well, why do you think you got it now? Because I have it. Ah. Huh? That's how I think it, because I got it. See, and when I look at all the property that we have and, uh, accumulated, all the things that have happened for us, it did not happen by hoping and wishing, baby. I'm sorry, I said baby, brothers and sisters. It didn't happen by hoping and wishing. It happened by standing on the word and speaking the word in faith, watching what you say, holding fast to that which you know is right. <coughs> okay, look with me. Go, go back with me to Hebrews 10, 23. Let's go back to Hebrews 10, 23. Because you got to get that. Verse 6, 7, and 8, you need to recognize it is causing you to miss out on what God has. You become double-minded, and, and the Bible declares you're unstable in all your ways. You're never going to get anything from God. There's so many Christians that don't understand this truth. They don't understand it, and my heart hurts for them. I'm not trying to put anybody down. My heart hurts for you because you don't understand. You love God. You're a good person, but you don't understand the truth about what's coming out of your mouth. You don't understand how to live and walk by faith. So you're just religious and, and, and thank God you're going to go to heaven. But man, you're going to miss out on so much while you're trying to get there. Hear me now. Hear me now. This ain't no accident you got. You're listening because God's trying to get you somewhere. Look what it says here. So let us hold fast to the profession of our faith. My faith is I am healed. My faith is I'm blessed. My faith is God is my provider. My faith is all my needs are met. My faith is believing I have my spouse. Or I, now again, I'm believing God for my spouse. I believe God for my promotion. I believe God for my car, my house. I believe I have it now. I have it now. So, so sometimes somebody said, well, Pastor, I've been saying that and I've been saying that because you told me that years ago, but I ain't, ain't happened yet. I said, well, then you're, in a, you're going through a process. Right. See, sometimes somebody said, well, I didn't, I, my, my spouse ain't showed up yet. Well, I wonder why they haven't showed up. Maybe, maybe God is either work, still working on you right. <laughs> or maybe he's still working on them. 
But then don't you get frustrated in the process. He's still working on it. You should say, thank God I'm still receiving my spouse or I'm receiving my house or my, my car, whatever that thing is, I believe I receive it. And, and understand that sometimes, it, even though I believe I have it when, now does not mean that necessarily that, that it's going to manifest this very minute in the natural, but in the spiritual, I already have it. So I'm standing in faith, speaking it out, saying it, and believing I receive it, and walking the peace of it in Jesus' name, and celebrating uh, about my victory in this area. And then, listen to me, <clears throat> but some people say, well, I, you know, how come it's taking so long for God to bring me somebody in my life? How come it's taking God so long to, well, because, like I said, you're a piece of work. You, you got some issues. And God, God don't want to put you with somebody and then you lose them and end up going, breaking off because you didn't, you weren't really ready for them. Or maybe just by chance, maybe they're not ready for you yet and God got to get them prepared themselves. And so there's a work because God won't make somebody do anything. So God is working some errors on you and you got to believe it by faith. Okay, I went off. I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. Okay, I'm back. Okay, so, uh, so look with me in um, the American Standard Version. American Standard Version, Hebrews 10, 23. And look what it says here, American Standard. And it says, and so let us hold fast the confession of our hope that it, uh, that it, worry, that it worries not. And it says, for he is faithful that promise. So let us hold fast to what we believe in. Uh, um, American Standard Version. I don't know what that is, translation that is, ASB. But anyway, let us hold fast. Uh, American Standard Version says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without waver, not for he is faithful that promise. He is faithful that promise. And we declare he is faithful. Now, let me, I want to give you some points real quickly. So write these down, uh, write these points down, get these down as we go through these here, as I start wrapping this up. Okay, so number one, the mouth of the upright shall uh, deliver them. The mouth of the upright shall deliver them. That's Proverbs 12 and 6. It says the mouth of the upright shall deliver them. So my deliverance, hear me now. My deliverance is in my mouth. Right. The mouth of the upright, that's what the scripture says, shall deliver them. So my, my deliverance is in my mouth. Huh? I, by his stripes I'm healed. Huh? He sent his word and healed me. It's in my mouth. Right. Okay, number two. Uh, Proverbs also 12 and 14. A man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. By the fruit of his mouth, Proverbs 12 and, and 14. It shall be satisfied by the fruit of his mouth. So I declare, a man, my wife loves me. I'm telling you, Brenda just loves me. She just loves me. Every time I turn around, she just tells me she loves me. And then she makes me tell her I love her back. And she don't make me. I do it because my wife loves me. I, I, I know this. After 48 years of marriage, my wife loves me and I love my wife and it's by the fruit of my mouth. And I've been saying it 
She loves me and I love her. I've been saying this for 48 years. My wife loves me and I love her. We love each other. Amen. We're madly, if I can say that, in love with each other. Amen. Amen. I, I know some, some, some of y'all need to get this. Some, especially you newly married people need to get this. Anyway, okay. Okay. So, and, and then also, and then Proverbs 12 and 16. Look, look at all these ones in Proverbs 12 and 16. says, the tongue of the wise is health. The tongue of the wise is hell. You see how many times he's starting to talk about your mouth and what you say and how you say it and stuff along that line. I speak health to me. Man, I, you know, I, 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 you know, at, at being at my young age, I've had to deal with some physical challenges and attacks against me. And my wife was seeing, she knew I was dealing with them. She said, well, what you dealing with? What you going on? And I said, I'm dealing with health and healing. I, I, I'm, walking in, I'm walking in deliverance right now. Amen. And I started speaking to myself. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I try not to give any, remember the, 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 uh, a healthy tongue, good words, a good confession brings reward, brings reward. God's got a reward that he wants to, but it comes out of your mouth. So I got to be careful. I'm saying, well, here I go. I feel like, you know, you're putting me under, under bondage, in bondage. Well, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to, baby. Just keep living the life you have and you just keep and keep talking the way you are and you'll keep getting what you've been getting. Ah. Or you can be willing to change and start experiencing what Jesus said. And that is that he came that you could have life and have it to the fullness until it overflows. Right. See, God is not going to make you change nothing. You could be a Christian and love God going to heaven and miss out on so much that God has for you, or you open the door for the enemy to have even more insight, more come into you, have more power, ability in your life, though you're a Christian. So you got to make some decisions up. You might not like the way I'm presenting it. You might not like what I'm saying, but if it's the truth, then the truth will set you free if you apply it. Now, 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 give me another one. Proverbs 15 and verse 23. And it says, a man has joy by the answers of his mouth. The man has joy by the answers of his mouth, by what he's saying. Brings, and I, I declare that I have a joy in my life. Joy, 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 joy like a river. Joy, joy, joy. I'm a joyful person. Amen. And I declare so are you. Look what it says, a man or a woman has joy by the answer of their mouth, <coughs> by what you're saying. Mm, isn't this good? Isn't this good? Come on. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for telling this with us. Proverbs 15, 23. Proverbs 15, 23. Oh, let's see. Okay, go back. No, go back. Proverbs 15 and 4. That was the one I just, Proverbs 15, 4. And it says, a wholesome tongue. What kind of tongue? A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. It's a tree of life. What I say, what I say, this is things I will not say. I just will not say it. I will not open my mouth to give the enemy any place. A wholesome tongue is a, is a tree of life. Give me that out of the um, uh, either Passion or Living Translation on that same verse there. Passion or living or amplify one of those translations. I want to I work that one just another minute because I'm telling you everything changes 
When you change what you say, it's your tongue, it's your mouth, it's your words that are eating your life up, that are causing you not to be able to experience. It says, when you speak uh, healing words, this is passion translation. When you speak healing words, you offer others the fruit of the tree of life. Yes. But, but unhealthy, negative words do nothing but crush their hopes. When you speak healthy, fruitful words, right. when you speak good words, healing words, healing words, everything changes. <laughs> Glory to God. Come on, y'all. Come on. Get happy with me. Okay. I'm going to give me one more translation there. But that's a powerful translation right there of what it says there. Also, either living or amplifying because everything is going to change behind what you say and what you do. Look what the Amplifier says. Smoothing, a smoothing tongue speaketh words that will build up and encourage is a tree of life. When you're speaking good words, words that, uh, that encourage and you cause their life to be blessed and it causes your life to be blessed. But a perverse tongue speaketh words that are, are overwhel overwhelming and depressed and crushes the spirit. So we've got to be careful that we don't say things that are hurting us or hurting other people. Words have power. I said words have power. Okay, let me give you one more here. Let me give you one more, then I'm going to stop. We'll pick up next time. And this is uh, uh, Proverbs, uh, go to Joel. Uh, Joel, Joel, Joel uh, 3 and 10. And we'll stop on Joel 3 and 10. But this is one of the things that changed my life. And people used to make fun of me and talk about me because I was being very careful what I say. And say, oh, here comes Phil. Some of my family members made fun of me. They don't do it no more because they see what God has done. See, I got evidence all around me for what God has done behind me working the principles of God. Yeah. Nobody else did it for me but him, but because I applied myself to change what I said and what I did, learning how to live by faith, speaking faith-filled words. Look what Joel says in uh, 3 and 10, and it says, uh, uh, beat your plowshares uh, into swords uh, for your uh, uh, plowing or your plummeting or you're pushing forth. Okay, I think it's Joel 3 and 10. And I got it and it says, uh, let the weak say, I'm strong. Okay, all right, this in the same. Okay, there it is. Uh, and then hook into the spears. It says, and then it says, this is what I wanted to emphasize. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Don't say I'm weak. I can't do that. I ain't never did that. I saw a girl the other day, uh, and she's uh, trying out for the Olympics. Nice. She's trying out for the Olympics, the uh, girl, and she's in her 30s, and so she, she, if she don't make it, if they don't do the Olympics this summer, she's figured she won't ever be able to make it. But she's working out real hard. And uh, I, I, I have a, an equestrian, a place uh, born, and I got a big rope there that when I was a kid, I could take that rope, and they made us climb that rope, pull ourselves up, right. go up that rope. And I can't do it right now, if, by, as long as I say I can't. <laughs> 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 
But I can do it if I start saying it and start working on myself. I might need to start doing some push-ups. I might need to start doing, lifting some more weights. I might, I need to start doing something to get myself there. But it is never going to, I'm never going to start doing something to get there if I don't start saying, I believe I can do it. If I believe I can do it, then now that's a process that is going to take me. I take some time to get myself physically in shape to do it, but I, I start the process by saying it. I can do it. So this girl is up here and she is hanging on this rope and she's doing these pull-ups, just hanging there and pulling herself up, pulling herself up, pulling herself up, pulling herself up. I said, my God, in the name of Jesus, Amen. That's all I got to say about that. I'm just saying, you, you'd be amazing what your body can do if you apply yourself. You'd be amazing what your mind can do if you apply yourself. But it's never going to happen if you don't start speaking it. I can do all things. <laughs> okay, I'm quitting. I'm quitting. I can do all things through him, the anointed one who strengthens me and empowers me, I can do it. But I can do it if I start saying it. Okay, I'm stopping right there. Listen to me, listen to me. Say this with me right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I declare your Lordship over my life. Thank you for being my Lord and my Savior. And I will serve you all the days of my life. If you said that and you meant that, well, Jesus is truly your Lord. And I declare his Lordship over your finances. I declare his Lordship over your family, over your business, over your job. I declare Jesus is Lord over the United States of America. So when we declare the Lordship, we allow him to have full place. So now ask the Holy Spirit, just stretch your hand towards me right now. You that are watching, stretch your hand towards me. And Father, I stretch my hand towards them that the Holy Spirit, I stretch my hand that the Holy Spirit will speak to them, that they will hear his voice more clearly, that when they say death-destroying words, negative words, that you, Holy Spirit, will correct them, they will hear your voice and make the correction. Speak to them, correct them, and help them to be able to do what is right and move their life forward in a bigger way. In Jesus' name, thank you for it now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that they hear your voice when they say negative words, when they say things that go contrary to your will. Thank you for correcting them and they make the corrections. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love for you to be a part and to be able to let God show himself in a powerful way on your behalf. And that is through your giving. Giving is the heart of God. God so loved the world that he gave. We so love that we give. When you give, you give God the opportunity to sow. Why? Look what it said. Look real quickly. What is a seed? A seed is nothing but a seed until that seed is planted because then that seed is able to reach its potential. A lot of people never get the blessing that God has for them because they hold on to the seed. You know what God says, he gives seed to a sower 
and bread for you to eat. Because he doesn't want you to eat your seed, he wants you to sow your seed so he can multiply your seed. Because in every seed is a spirit of multiplication. In every seed is a spirit of harvest. The harvest that God wants to get to you is in your seed. So we're asking you today, Calvary Christian Center is good ground. And when you sow into this ministry, you're sowing into a lot of people's lives, helping a lot of different programs and things that we're doing all over this city and outside. So thank you for being generous. Thank you for being very generous today, sensitive to the Holy Spirit and what you would sow today. And I believe God for his manifold return back to you in Jesus' name. Now, if you'd like to, you, you can do it through uh, text to give. Uh, you can text 916-970-7900 is your text to give number. 916-970-7900 is text to give. Or you can mail it here to the church. You can bring it to the church. Uh, I think we got a cash app. Oh, you can do a lot of different ways you can get it. You want to make sure you get it into the ground. And God now has obligated himself to bring back a harvest, some 30, 60, and 100 for return. We're in agreement with you. Looking forward to sharing this. Share this teaching with some other people. Encourage some other folks to watch it. Uh, we'd love for you to be a subscriber, to subscribe, get connected with us, want to be a part. If you accepted Christ, don't forget about texting uh, New Life, 55444, 55444, New Life. I'd like to be able to get you this either to download this CD or we'd like to be able to give you a free book. And so uh, get connected. We love you. Looking forward to seeing you next time for our midweek service. Remember this, that the word works. When you work that word, work that word, work that word, work that word. This is Bill Winston. I am inviting you to a conference you do not want to miss. It's the Virtual Rise Conference. It's hosted by Dr. Philip and Brenda Goudeau. Now, this conference is February the 2nd through the 4th. I'll be speaking on the first night, February the 2nd. Now, you expect a miracle. Now, you might say, well, wait a minute. It's virtual. God doesn't have to go anywhere to be everywhere. We are seeing miracles happen on a virtual conference. We are seeing it. I am seeing it. And you are going to come and expect a miracle. Now, sign up today. Register today. Get in on it. February the 2nd through the 4th, the Virtual Rise Conference. The theme again is power of the emerging church. I want you to be there and come expecting a miracle.